that's great. So this morning we are continuing our series on what it means. We talk about we're part of the Vineyard Movement. We are part of this collective group of churches called the Vineyard, and what that means, and what you know, different denominations and groups. Why they form lots of times is because they have a certain way in which they pursue Jesus and how they connect with God in, in different ways, and and that's okay. There's, there's, it's, I think there's there's room and space in the kingdom where we all can kind of pursue those type of things differently in different ways, and uh, the Vineyard Movement does it uh, a certain way, and so I thought it would be important for us as a church to kind of talk about what makes us Vineyard and, and, and what makes us unique. So the first week we talked about this, this phrase, one of the things that uh, is unique with the Vineyard is that, well, not unique, I mean, I think a lot of denominations and movements talk about this, but one thing we really focus in on is this, this, this phrase called, come Holy Spirit, and it's not just saying... We're invoking a spirit saying, "Come!" To the, we already know the spirit's here, uh, but come Holy Spirit is, is saying, we welcome you, Holy Spirit. Uh, have your way in our lives in this place. Uh, and then last week we talked about everyone gets to play. Everyone gets to play their part in, in, the, in the kingdom. So it's not just, uh, it's, it's both an invitation and it's also a mandate. It's everyone gets to play and it's also, well, everyone gets to play. If, if you're part of the kingdom, if you're part of the church, if you're, if you're a Christ follower, um, you have a part to play in the body. It's not just an invi- a happy invitation. It's, uh, it's also part of, our, of who we are as, as Christ followers, to take part in the mission and partnering with God. So this week we are talking about uh, another uh, thing that Vineyard Canada is, is, uh, focuses, focuses in on, and that is uh, prayers of healing. Uh, and so this morning, full transparency, um, this morning Katie Manzavelt was supposed to do this sermon. Uh, she called me last night and said her whole family is sick. <laughs> so this morning, uh, I wrote something down, and we're going to see how it goes. Uh, but I just couldn't let the irony pass that Katie felt really bad. So Katie, I know you're watching. Don't feel bad. Stay home. We're going to pray for healing for you and your family. And uh, we'll see. Hopefully the Holy Spirit will heal the words that I say as they come out. So this morning we talk about healing. And this is one that's hard for me because I don't have a lot of experience in this. Uh, as, as a uh, good Baptist boy growing up, we didn't really focus on the idea of healing a whole lot. We might say in a prayer here and there. But the idea of coming up to somebody and laying hands on them and, and praying for healing was just wasn't part of our culture growing up. Uh, I know it's been a part of this culture here at, at, at this church uh, but this hasn't, it hasn't been a big part of my life. And I don't have a lot of, like, um, you know, theological studies around this topic either. I mean, a little bit in seminary maybe. But uh, this one, I can talk about mission all day. I, I can talk about forgiveness all day. But the healing one has always been elusive to me for some reason. And I don't know if that's, it is for you as well. But maybe some, for some of us, we haven't had a lot of experiences with with you know, supernatural healings. Um, but I think another reason why it might be difficult for us to wrap our minds around the idea of healings is because I think it's been also been abused a lot. We, we've seen people abuse it, whether it be televangelists or other people who, um, who in, the, in the name of Jesus, claim to heal people, and, and they may have different motives behind the healing. And the thing about healing is it's so, like, in your face, right? Like, you can't argue with certain things that happen. You're like, whoa, what's, what's happening here? And it's so supernatural but we've also seen people abuse that uh, as well, too, for their own gain, their own status, their own power, whatever it may be. As you think about your own experience with healing, 
Yeah, what's been your experience with that? When you think about healing and you think about laying on hands or people praying for you on healing or maybe you pray for healing yourself for somebody else, what's been your experience? Has it, has it unfolded. Yeah, unfolded over time? That's cool. So those, those of you who are watching at home probably can't, didn't hear Georgianne, but just talk about how with, in her experience it's, there's been instantaneous healing. There's also been gradual over time uh, believing in faith type of healing. And so, uh, yeah, we all have had different, I think, pro- it's all by faith, right? There's, there's a faith component to that, to that part. Um, so in my quick, um, quick sermon prep this morning here, I just want to kind of share three thoughts that I have around healing uh, as well too. The first one is this. Uh, healing is not always instant, as Georgian just said. It's not always instantaneous, as we like to believe. Uh, we, I have prayed many times for healing, for somebody else, for myself, probably more for myself than anybody else, around you know, different things happening in my life, and I haven't always seen the instant results of that healing. And that can be kind of frustrating for me, and probably for you too, when you pray for healing, but you haven't seen it. And it kind of like wears away at your faith, right? It kind of feels like, oh, geez, God, are you, are you there? Are you actually listening? Like, where are you? Why are you doing this? We look at uh, Peter uh, in Acts 6. Uh, this is really a, a, a great verse and something we should all aspire to, maybe. I don't know. Uh, the apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers were meeting regularly at the temple in the area known as Solomon's uh, sorry, uh, Solomon's colonnade, colonnade, colonnade? But, but no one else dared to join them, even though all the people had high regards for them. Yet more and more people believed and were brought to the Lord, crowds of both men and women. As a result of the apostles' work, sick people were brought out into the streets on beds and mats so that Peter's shadow might fall on them. Just his shadow would fall on them for instant healing. So that Israel would come across some of them as they, as they went by. Crowds came from the villages around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits, and they were all healed. And I think a lot of times our experience, we, what we desire is that we would have that instantaneous, our shadows, right, would just instantly heal people, even whether it be in our own lives or other people's lives. We want that instant thing. It's, it's like the, the conversation we've had with our kids about, like, what, what's a VHS tape, Right? and at Netflix, and this idea of instant on-demand stuff is becoming more and more. So I think even in our own culture, the idea we want instant, we want it now. It should be right in our face. We shouldn't have to rewind the tape <laughs> and wait. We want instantaneous results right now. But it's not always instantaneous. It can be, but not always. And once we have to keep in mind, too, a lot of times we read stories like this, like Peter and, uh, Peter and John at, in front of the gate, the beautiful gate. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and and how they healed a man in front of the gate, and, it was, and Peter says, look at us, look at me. And he did, he was healed, right? These are, just, these are certain stories that happen. We have to understand that this, in, in Scripture, we have to, there's other stories that are happening that we don't always make it to Scripture, right? And these are some of like the highlights of what happened, what can happen through the Holy Spirit, but it's not always the case. In Revelation 21, if you read about, the, you know, someday down the road in the future when all things kind of come together and there's this new creation, this new earth, this new kingdom, new, new Jerusalem, 
that's a long process of healing. To get from where we are right now, think about the status of where we are right now in our world, all the things that are happening. And you think about this new creation that we talked about how Jesus is the first of through his resurrection. But down the road, when we see this beautiful picture of a new, of a new earth, this, this new kingdom, that God has been working towards that for a long time. There's been a long healing process in order for us to get to that new kingdom. That's not instantaneous. You think about the Israelites. After the old, we talk about the Old Testament and the story of the Israelites. There's a huge gap between when the Old Testament ends and when Jesus arrives, like 400 years. I can guarantee you they're thinking, where, where is God in this? Why isn't God just showing up and healing our land, healing our people, making all things right, making all things new right now? It doesn't happen. It's not until 400 years later where he, they, God sends Jesus, right? Jesus comes to earth, and he is the ultimate healer, the great physician. It takes time. It's not always instantaneous. Second thing is this. We'll go back, back, get back to this in a second. The second one is this. It is rarely about physical healing. So the first one is healing is not always instant. And then secondly, it is rarely about physical healing. Don't hear I'm not saying physical healing is great. It can happen. I believe it can happen. I've seen it happen. But rarely is it about what's happening on the surface when it comes to healing. We talk about healing in, in Scripture. There's something deeper going on when, when Peter is healing people, when Jesus is healing people. There's something deeper happening in those moments. There's a deeper brokenness that is being healed. There's so many times when healings happen in Scripture, it's about that person, about those who are watching the healing being pointed back to Jesus, who can not only heal the physical, but the spiritual as well, and the things that are happening underneath the surface. That's what we see. So many times we see Jesus when, when the man is lowered through the roof, right? And the friends are like, Can you please heal our friend. And he busts through the roof. And Jesus not only feels him physically, but he also talks about how like, there's, there's a healing happening even beyond just the physical side of things in that moment. Jesus says, I, 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 I heal you of your physical ailments, but I'm also I'm healing you spiritually as well. I'm the one who can forgive sins. There are often deeper things. And as I was thinking about this, this is, such, this is so true for our culture today. And so it's funny how God speaks, <laughs> like the, how the Bible is still relevant today, right? Where we, in our culture, there's so many things happening, whether it be injustice, uh, racial injustice, um, you know, reconciliation issues, wars, people not finding self-worth, self-value because of social media being wrapped up in social media stuff, identity issues, uh, abandonment issues. These are all things that, these aren't just physical healing, these are things that are underneath the surface that our world, our culture is in dire need of healing of. Healing is rarely about the physical, even though it can be. And we'll come back to this in a second too. But we have to believe that Jesus not only heals us physically, but he also feels, heals us spiritually, mentally, emotionally, 
All the things that are happening underneath, there's a, there's a wholeness to that. But oftentimes, the physical part of things is what we go after because it's so visible. It's so tangible. And, and I'm not saying we shouldn't ask for those things. We should. But we also be mindful of, of asking the Spirit, what else do you want to heal beyond just this? <laughs> what is it you really want to heal? What do I really need wholeness? Where do I need wholeness? The third thing is this. So healing is really about the physical. It is, what did I say the first one? <laughs> healing is not always instant. There we go. Like I said, I wrote this morning. Um, the third thing is this. Healing should never be forced. Healing should never be forced. What do I, what do I mean by that? As some of you know, Titus just went and uh, he has appendix removed, and uh, thanks everyone for praying for him and her family, and that was a fun time. But just imagine if, if we went in there, and the doctors, without asking any questions or anything, just started forcing their, their own agenda on this whole thing, and started healing, started putting a cast on his arm, and started healing him, you know, maybe a cast on his leg, and, and started treating him for a broken arm without asking any questions, without actually figuring, like, diagnosing anything, and just going for it. Like, that'd be so absurd, wouldn't it? Like, imagine going into the ER or the doctor, the doctor saying, and you telling them what you need healing for or, or what, you, what you're feeling, and the doctor just totally ignores that altogether and starts going after something else, completely different, totally off the wall, right? That'd be very odd. Sometimes in, the, in this, this talk about healing, we, we feel like there's this, um, there's this notion that we can force healing on people uh, in the church world, where if we just pray, I, I, I know better. I know what you need, George Ann, and, I, and, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to, and I know better, and I'm going to force it on you, I'm going to heal you for whatever thing I think you're do, you, know, you need healing for. And we've seen this in maybe different like church subcultures maybe or uh, wherever where I, I have a word. I have a thing. And I, I believe that so-and-so, you need this right now. Get on up here, and I'm going to force this on you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for healing. And, and, you know, things begin to unravel. And sometimes that happens. But we can, there's something about the vineyard movement, something about the posture we take where we want to be very present with the Holy Spirit. We want to sit and we want to listen to where the Holy Spirit is leading us where to heal. And we got really feel, kind of philosophical here. I'm not going to get too long in this, but some of you are familiar with Plato. <laughs> I'm not going to get too deep in this. Don't worry. But this, you're, yes, Katie's familiar with Plato. This, this whole idea of Plato in the cave. Plato goes into a cave, and he sees a shadow, and there's this idea of there's a physical world, and there's the shadow world. There's another world out there. And a lot of times we think as Christians, it, you know, if Plato, if he has a broken arm in the physical world, if he can just reach into the shadow world, that, the, the healed arm, I'm getting really weird, I know, and he can pull that out, he can make his arm in this world healed, Right? And sometimes I think we as Christians, we, we feel like we can, if we can just pull into the kingdom, if we can reach into the kingdom of God and reach into the power of the Spirit and, and pull it down, and we can heal ourselves. 
We can just do it. We muster up enough faith. We can just do whatever we want. We can force things on people. We can force things on ourselves, right? And I, I don't think that's the approach, though. That's a, that's a kingdom, to use two, two different kind of theological terms, kingdom of dominion versus the kingdom of presence. The kingdom of presence is, Spirit, where are you leading me? Where are you wanting healing in my life? Where are you wanting healing in this person's life who is standing in front of me right now? Rather than I know better, and I'm just going to try to muster up this power and pull it from the kingdom and, and put it on you. Because what happens is if that person, if I do that to somebody and that person does not get healed, what happens? It gets really messy. Doubt, and, and then what happens is, oh, well, that person doesn't have enough faith. You don't have enough faith. Why weren't you healed? Because I, I, I'm the anointed one. I'm the spiritual one. And so if, if you're not being healed right now, it's because there's something wrong with you. And that gets really messy really quick. Instead, here's the alternative way. Maybe the, how do we come alongside people and sit in, in the presence of both the person and the Holy Spirit and say, God, what do you want to do? Holy Spirit, what do you want to do in this person? In my life, in my neighborhood, where do you want healing? Because sometimes I think we, we ask for healing, and we don't see something, as George and I mentioned, we don't see something happen. And we say, oh, well, that, there's not enough faith. You don't have faith. That's why there's no healing happening. Let's just flip that around, though. How little of faith, though, do you have if you feel like the Holy Spirit is not working, even when we can't see it? Even when we don't see the instant results that we wish we had or wish we could experience? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Again, those of you who can't hear at home, George James said she finds more comfort when it's not always instantaneous because it builds trust. It builds reliance on, on God. God, this is, this is your thing. Yeah. So, um, we're going to close up here. Uh, we're going to sing a few more songs. But as we, we're going to sing, but as we do, I want us to reflect on a couple things. When we ask for healing, it's not a demand. It's not a, it's not a, it's, yeah, it's not, it's, it's a, it's a question, not a demand. It's a question of spirit, where are you working? Not spirit, you better work. <laughs> Spirit, you, you better do this thing. It's not like a genie. We rub the lamp and I, we get three wishes. Right? Yep. That's, that's the source. Not from us. It's from God. And we can't force it. Totally. 
Love it. And, th- and that's, that's a great way to, like, where, Spirit, where are you wanting healing in our community? Not just in, not, not just in me, but where do you want to see healing happen in the South End, in my neighborhoods, in my, in my home, it, it, in this church right now, these, all of us right here in this space. We, we are all in need of, of, of healing in some way. And it may not be physical, but I think there's something much deeper usually going on that we need healing for, that collectively. And we can't force that. We have to take time to ask Spirit, what, what do you want to do? What do you want to heal in us? Where do we need healing in our church right now? So we're going to do that. We're going to take some, Katie's going to come up and play couple songs for us. And Ash and Sarah. Yes, you can seal this back. Here's what I want us to do. Is as she plays, we're just going to ask this question. Spirit, Holy Spirit, where, where do we need healing? Where do we need healing today? Because some of us, I think, we can go through life so quickly, and we have so much going on, that at first glance, it's easy for us to say, oh, I need healing in this. God, heal me in this. Quick, I need this. <laughs> I need healing. I need this thing figured out. And really, do we take the time just to stop and listen to the Spirit and ask, where, God, where do you want to heal? What do you want to heal? So I want us to ask that question both just, not just as a, from an individual standpoint, but as Colleen said, as, as a community. I want us to ask the Spirit, where do we need healing in our community? In the St. John Vineyard and the South End. And we're just going to give space. She's going to play two songs. You guys can sing if you want. Sit quietly, reflect. That's what we're going to do. Ask the Spirit where we need healing today. So we're not forcing anything. And then afterwards, we'll, we'll wrap it up. And God, you want to make us whole. And God, we know the only way we can do that is through your Son, Jesus Christ. taking the time to listen to where your spirit is leading. So God, I pray that for all of us as we go about our week, that we just wouldn't stop here this morning, but God, that we would take time daily just to be in your presence. To seek you out and to listen to you, to be in your presence know where you are wanting healing. So God, we believe and we know that you want what's best for us. So why would we not go to be with you and to seek you and to ask you? God, some of us this morning, we we feel like we, we know what we want, what we think we need for healing. God, sometimes we think we, we know what we think our community needs for healing, what we think we need our 
Our church needs for healing. But ultimately, God, it's only you. Only you know. And God, you always know what's best. So as Stefan said earlier, that we would go to the source. We would go to you. Not to speculate or do things on our own. But seek you out. space right now just for those of you who took time to, to reflect on this kind of stuff I wanted to say like a word of where you feel God is leading us and healing it would be really beneficial for us as a community to hear that you don't have to give a sentence or a full sermon but just what's a, what's a, a single word that would sum up where you feel God is wanting to heal relationship yeah gain or manipulate people, but God, that we would love well. To love the way you loved us. Loneliness? Yeah. COVID, even before COVID, loneliness is such a huge area of healing. God, help us to be a church that would dive into people's loneliness. They would feel loved and cared by you, by a community. They would not feel abandoned or forgotten. God, they would feel known. God, they'd be seen. we pray for those in our own church community who may be feeling that. God, what a crime that would be for people to be part of our own community here and and for them to feel lonely and abandoned and forgotten. God, again, we love you. We know that you are the healer, not us. 
God, we just ask that these, these words that have been coming to our minds, saying out loud, things we've been feeling, God, that you would help us to be tools, vessels of healing for those around us in these areas. God, lead us as a church in our own individual lives to bring healing to those around us, especially here in the South End. And God, we wouldn't force it on anybody, but God, we would take the time to listen, to be present with people. As George Ann said, we would have relationship with people and not just come parachuting in and say, you need this, you need that. But God, we'd be a people that come and listen and, and present and allow the Spirit to do its thing. We love you. We thank you that you are God and that you, we are not. And we give this day over to you. We give our week over to you. We give our lives over to you. Praise in your name.